0: Hello everyone. This is the Ask Tiara podcast and I am your host, Tiara. Thank you for tuning in again if you're back with me and welcome if this is your first time. I hope that you stay. I named this podcast Ask Tiara because I was always getting messages from people wanting me to help someone they know. And the requests always started with them saying, hey, someone I know wants me to ask you a question. And that led to me having hundreds and hundreds of conversations and emotional work sessions with people that I knew and didn't know. And I always wanted to share those conversations and what I learned on a bigger level. So, here we are. This podcast is all about creating emotional wealth by bringing ourselves into focus. We're going to take a good hard look through a self-awareness lens so that we can master the relationship that we have with ourselves that we can then set the tone for all the other relationships in our lives. We're going to have honest conversations, play out real life scenarios. We're going to wade through our anger, fears, confusion, frustrations, failures, successes, our happiness and our healing and everything in between. There's a lot to unpack and I'm here for it all. So please find me on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Tiara or send me a personal email at asktiara at gmail.com. I love all of the thoughts and the comments that you share with me. So please, please keep it coming. And I hope that you hit that follow button. That being said, let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I took a little bit of a break because um, February is, is a good month, a good and busy month for me. And that my birthday happens in the beginning of the month and then my man and I, we throw an annual, um, Bowl party, which this year we had probably over 40 people. So there's a lot that goes into that. So I kind of took a little break to deal with all of that. Um, all good things, but now I am, I am playing catch up. So because I'm playing catch up, I am going to do, I'm releasing three episodes at once. And they're all connected, so that's another reason why I was able to take a little break and kind of do, you know, one, two, three. Um, I feel like February is, it's a better month than any other one to talk about relationships. So I'm not going to say, it's a great month to talk about love, but before I talk about love, I have to talk about relationships because relationships are what bring us to love, hopefully. So I have to talk about that first. So... What I want to focus on are the three biggest lessons that I have learned in, I wouldn't even say, sometimes in just getting to know people, being in the dating scene, preparing yourself for a relationship or, you know, the beginnings of relationships. So this is all the preface or all of the pre-work that's done before love. Um, just that that whole space of getting to know someone, dating, you know being single and and moving into the next, you know, into a space with someone else or trying to figure out how to move into a space with someone else. So the one, two, three of it is the three biggest lessons that I've learned. So in this episode here, we are going to focus on, I have to title it this way. If he wants you, he will find you. So this is kind of, um, of course, it's just exactly what it sounds like. It is you know, figuring out how to be around someone or how to be in the space with someone, or do they want to be in that space with you? Just even entering that space of spending your time with someone or, um, allowing them to be in your space. And just so that you have an idea of what's to come, the next episode, which comes right after this is going to be about, um, mastering mixed signals. Okay, and then after that, we're going to talk about the fact that red flags are real. Okay, so let's jump into this one. Uh, Like I said, this is I I wanted to do this one, two, three part because I want to, you know, I really had to sit back and think of the three biggest things that in the dating scene um, kind of, I I would say, like guided me through. The process of not getting myself into into a mess or not getting into getting myself into a space that I didn't want to be in so my number one number one rule before anything it, it, it's such a powerful rule for me it's it could be rule one two and three it is if he wants you he will find you so for men it could be i guess if she wants you she will find you so i do a lot of thinking in the shower for whatever reason that's my like i guess that's my muse space to kind of lay my thoughts out and play things out Because I wanted to take, I really wanted to sit back and think like, where did this whole notion for me come from? That it's like such a strong belief for me of, you know, if he wants you, he'll find you. So I had to kind of be in my piece and think of where this came from. So the quick rundown is that um, I was raised by a man. My parents were divorced when I was really young. And unlike most, um, I guess like most families um, back in the day... I, my father was a school teacher, so a music teacher, so he raised me because he had the best schedule. My mom was really busy. And, you know, it was just me. So I didn't have... Um, I'm the only child from my father. So I was basically raised by a man. And not only was I raised by a man, but I was raised by... My father was a musician who toured the country, opened up the Rolling Stones, um, was on an episode of Batman back in the day, just really, like, lived the life. So I have all these pictures of him, um, you know, in Las Vegas, you know, opening up for all these shows. Um, he opened up for the Rolling Stones. But anyway, so he really got to live the life in that way. So... He's, he wasn't a a sheltered man of thought in any kind of way, raising a little girl. So I feel like he, and, and he was a very good communicator, a very good teacher. Um, any of my, any of my friends who I grew up with that are listening to this, I'm sure there's a lot of you, um, know him in that way. So, So basically he gave it to me raw, right? So what I always think of, he was always in my ear once I probably got to be a teenager, and called me T. And was always like, you know, T, this is what they're gonna say. T, this is what they're gonna do. You know, talking about whatever. At that time, the teenage boys and then the young men that were after me, he just, he schooled me. Um, he, he really schooled me on, you know, this is what's gonna happen. And I wouldn't say he told me, he couldn't really teach me to be a woman, but he told me what to expect. And in tandem with that, you know, him being a man raising me, and he wasn't a great cook, he wasn't a great house a housemaker, but at the same time, I saw him rise to the occasion to the capacity of everything that he could do each and every day, right? So he was a man of his word. He showed up for me every single time. He never failed me and he paid attention. And he, he pushed me and he clapped for me. I just saw all these things, um, all these nurturing ways in a man that were dedicated towards me. This this little girl that he probably, until he had a little girl, really didn't know much about. But I saw the capabilities of a man through him. At the same time, like I said, my father being a musician, right? So if you know, you know, you, you, you are... You know, you are your experience. So at the highest level, I mean, he had experienced a lot, you know, groupies and and all that other stuff. And it, while being nurturing, he was also teaching me, like I said, you know, this is what this is what they're going to say. And that's what he say. And it, and it was like a whisper in my ear. Like I can hear it to this day, like T, this is what they're going to say. T, this is what they're going to do. So like when things were hitting me as a teenager, as a young woman, I'm like, shh. My dad already told me about this. Like, like, and it was crazy that, that, uh, you know, whatever, you know, the males in my life were doing exactly what he said. And I say that to say that my father set the tone for, you know, if someone wants to do something, they will do it, right? Man, woman, otherwise, right? Women, of course, I know, you know, my mom, whatever, um, that's easier right for for a, for a, a young woman or a girl to relate to to another another woman but when it comes to men he just set that tone for me that you know if, if someone wants to do something they'll do it because i also watched my father until he got married again i watched him date right so i i could kind of see his behaviors he wasn't reckless or anything but i i could see you know what he prioritized what he didn't prioritize how he how he dealt with how he dealt with women, you know, how he emotionally dealt with them. And just what being, you know, when you want to be in a space, you put yourself in that space. If you don't want to be in that space, then you don't put as much effort into it. It was, it was right in my face. And obviously as a father, I know that that's not completely the same, but I just, I grew up again, seeing this man, you know, pay attention and being a man of his word. And I just, it, again it's different from father to daughter but he expanded my experience as far as what a man is capable of and I appreciate that and I love that because I saw I saw love through that but I also saw what the progression of let's say dating relationship and ultimately love if you arrive there what that should look like and because he set that tone I feel like you know obviously being a being a being a dad, raising one little girl, you know, he taught me how to stick up for myself. My my mom did too, so I actually have two very, uh, two very very powerful, aggressive parents. But they, you know, they taught me how to stick up for myself. So that meant in high school, I befriended a lot of a lot of a lot of um, guy friends, or you know, young young men that were friends at that time, um, just because I was able to be around them because I knew how to stick up for myself and I definitely soaked all of that in. And even in my first um my ex-husband whom I met when I was younger, he had brothers. Um so I kind of, you know, I had the inside look at his brothers dating different women and let's say you know we're not naming any names well let's say you have one brother that has like two girlfriends and then also another girl that he's dating and I would see how they would treat those girls and I would understand from the outside like wow I can see how every girl would feel each one of these women would feel like they are in you know quote unquote in a relationship with him but at the same time I could see how I could see where, how he prioritized them, if that makes sense. And that definitely, definitely stuck with me. I was grateful for all of the, like, kind of like the inside look or the, the inside intel that I had gotten from my dad, from growing up with, um, you know, my, you know, male friends in high school that became more like my brothers. And then, um, you know, my ex-husband, his family that was like my family. I just, I had this inside look of, I knew, again, I can only speak from my experience. I knew what men were capable of. And I, and I could see how they prioritize things. And I could see that there were things that they were capable of that they just didn't do. And that was a choice. And that's why I say to myself and any woman that I have been working with that I have been life coaching or anyone in my tribe I say the same thing again number one rule if he wants you he will find you that's a choice right so let's say in the best case scenario when you first when you first meet someone hey maybe maybe it's the woman reaching out to the man but I know in most of my experiences and the people around me you know the man kind of seeks you out however that may be I don't know. Slides in your DM. I don't meets you when you're out. Sparks up a conversation. Whatever it is, he creates this moment, creates this conversation, and hopefully, you know, does a series of things, you know, to be around you. Whatever that may be. Good morning texts, text messages, calls you. You know, you you guys go on dates. Whatever whatever that is. Everyone's story is different, but yet somehow the same. But anyways, that effort is put in right? So he's looking for you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to see you, whatever it is. He wants you. So he finds you. And then in so many cases, I I can't even tell you how many times, that's probably the biggest thing that I have life coached people through or relationship coach people through love coach people through is the space of, you know, them telling me that, you know he used to do this and and things were like this they started like this and now you know that things have changed a little bit they have um they've slowed down or they've, they've entered kind of more of a, a gray space where I don't know what's going on. And I always say like, you know, he's, he showed you what he was capable of in the beginning, right? So you know that he is capable of finding you, right? He is capable of calling. He is capable of texting right back. He is capable of not just telling you he's busy all the time. He is capable of taking you out on, on a date or multiple dates or whatever that may be. He's, he's capable of creating time and space. Again, we can say the same, thing for a woman. So I'm not, I'm just, I'm speaking to the ladies only, I'm not speaking to the ladies, but I'm speaking from my perspective. So I'm saying he, 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 you know, as women, we know that he was capable of all of this. And then all of a sudden, you know, things start to slow down. And I feel like the pitfall or the, the space that so many women fall into is that when you fall into that into that space of really not know what's not knowing what's going on and things have slow down, we start to make we start to make excuses via understanding them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break down like a, a current scenario that I've been I've been talking to someone about. I'm gonna get more in depth with this example in the next episode about mixed signals because that's what it's really about, but at the surface, It is about if someone wants you, they'll find you, right? So I have someone in my tribe that I don't even, I I don't want to go over all of this specifics, but they have been dating someone for a while, kind of like off and on. Communication has been up and down. And they're in a space right now where the person is not really um, sticking to their word. And and this, again, I want to say, you know, if he wants you, he'll find you. I'm going to talk about this just relating to the fact of being able to spend time together, right? So in the beginning, they met on a dating app and you know, the person was kind of, I don't know a lot, I haven't ever used a dating app, but from what they explained to me, it's kind of like, I guess this person must have swiped them or reached out to them and they never responded. So the person, this man, he had to kind of like pay an extra amount or something to to be able to, to stay kind of like in their list of people. Eventually anyways, they connect. And from there, I even remember, uh, you know, she was visiting family and, you know, he was flying out to see her even when she was out of state to spend time with her. Then he had to like fly. He flew out of state to see her. Then he flew to another state. Then he flew back to where she was. It was just a lot of, you know, just that that. And that was impressive at the time, you know, for her, for even me watching, like, you know, he's he's doing whatever he can to spend time with you um as she explains and you know from what i know he's a very busy person so you know the minutes the days you know the hours whatever that is counts and and that definitely definitely pulled her in i'm going to give another quick example I, and i'm just giving these exa- these examples because they're real life examples and i feel like probably a lot of people can relate to them there is um someone else from the tribe that from my tribe that was dating someone, you know, met someone and it was like they hit like full throttle from the beginning. I'm sure we've all been there. You know, just the chemistry was was crazy. It was great between them and and this person was again, he this person was like was working, I don't know, like an hour and a half away, but was like going to work and then like driving to come see her and spend the night with her and hang out with her or whatever. And then get up early in the morning and then drive back to work an hour and a half, like just this, you know, and just constantly in the beginning was like, you know, they live States apart. You know, when are you flying here? Okay. You know, they were seeing each other a lot because He was requesting it. He was kind of like, he was being very verbal and communicative about what he wanted and wanting to see her. So, and then what happened? Uh, It's a little different in that they hit a, you know, they hit kind of like a rough patch where... Um, something happened whatever that he that he wasn't um, he wasn't happy with and then things slowed down but however they they still kept in touch so it wasn't like it was cut off but the things had kind of changed so where did that leave her so that left her in a space of... You know, wanting that same that same energy, that same type of um, relationship, that same person that was driving an hour and a half back and forth each day. You know, just to catch, you know, a, a few hours of of hang time with her at night. And because they were still kind of like in the midst of it, you know, he wasn't he wasn't putting forth that same effort. However, he was still kind of hanging around in her space. So that left her just kind of, again, like wondering, okay, you know, well, he's going through a lot or, you know, he's really, he's really busy or, you know, whatever is happening with him and her trying to make herself available for him to come and be around her and, and kind of like, you know, it, it, it wasn't happening in the same rhythm or it wasn't happening at all same thing in the uh, in the other situation of you know somewhat the the guy that was coming to to visit my friends you know flying back and forth to to visit her things slow down you know they actually live in the same in the same state in the same you know not 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 terribly far from each other but he was willing at one point to to fly back and forth and now um they're in this in this kind of relationship or situational space that that same effort is even, it is not present. It's even harder to see him when they're in the same state. So I know I'm kind of going back and forth between two scenarios, but that's because it's like kind of the same thing. It doesn't matter. You're in the same state. You're not in the same state. You're driving back and forth. You're flying back and forth, whatever it is. It's kind of like, these are two examples of, of, of men that were in the beginning, and I don't just want to say in the beginning, but at one point they showed you what they were capable of, right? If they wanted you, they found you. And then you hit this space or you hit this kind of bump in the road or a lull or whatever it is, a crossroads where now, you know, that, that same type of effort is not present. So now what happens? I'm sure, you know, I've, I'm sure I've been there before. It's, I, can't exactly remember, but I know as soon as I start to feel someone's effort declining, I'm off of it. I'm not interested for me. I'm not interested, but, and, and again, I, and I, if it wasn't for my dad and for all these, you know, all of my male friends, maybe I would see it differently, you know, but I'm definitely less forgiving because again, I just see what men are capable of and I know what they were capable of. And I, and when they were first interested, so I, I hold them to that standard. I hold myself to that standard of, you know, my value of effort that I expect from someone. So w- when it doesn't meet that effort, I'm not interested. However, I know that for, that's not the case for everyone. You know, a lot of us are, I mean, as women, we're as women, even as men, you know, we're nurturing, we're understanding when things start to decline, we are more apt to first try to understand why things are changing right and that is that's a good thing but that's also like that's also like pick your poison right because at a certain level too much understanding becomes you know acceptance or kind of like dealing with the bullshit so meaning you know I know like I explained my standards might be you know hey once you once you start to enter that gray area where I don't know what's going on or I don't see that same effort I'm done I'm good I'm I'm not interested But if you are, and again, that doesn't mean that my way is the right way. If you are someone that's like, okay, you know, things have slowed down, you know, what's going on? Let me try to under, and you're saying, you know, let me try to understand where this person is at. Like, what are they dealing with? You know, maybe they can't, um, they don't have the same effort because there's other things going on with them or whatever it may be. That's a dangerous space to get into. It's a, it's a good it is a it's a healthy and it's a good and it's a caring space to to enter into and to look at but it's a dangerous space to stay in right because if you are If you find yourself just saying all the time, you know, like, okay, well, they used to do this, but now they're not doing that. But however, you know, they got this new job and they're really busy or they're, you know, they're having issues with their, with their children or they're not getting along with their mother, whatever. There's a million things that could be the reason. Once you start to look at it from that perspective and you have so much of an understanding as to why they're not putting in effort towards you, then you're the one that's kind of like hanging out in that in that kind of like that gray space or that hold space where you don't know why the effort is not there on that part, but you're you know you're trying to be understanding of it, and you can stay in that space for a long effing time. Like I know people that have stayed in that space for years, and like I said for myself, I'm not interested in that. But again, for the the individual that I'm talking about for my tribe, you know they are. They're an exquisite individual that is just so caring and understanding. So they're kind of like, okay, he's not, you know, he's not putting forth the same effort. But they first, before they say, you know, forget it, they're trying to be understanding towards it. And I get that too, but there has to be a limit to your understanding. I'm going to get into that with, um, in the next episode, mix, mixed signals, you know, but there has to be a, a limit and, and a standard of, again, we can go back to boundaries, what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. And I, that's why I love the rule of if he wants you, he will find you. If she wants you, she will find you. Meaning if you're, if you're available and you've put in the effort, if they want you, They'll find you. That's why I stick to that that rule as my holy grail, as my religious rule number one. Because in order to even start something that would be amazing, I feel like both parties have to have some bit of compelling effort to be around each other. To find each other so that you can even be in a space to get to know each other and move to another level, right? Or the next level. Because if you're constantly in a space of, you know, not knowing why someone, you know, why you can't be around someone or why it's so hard to do that, you can never grow properly. You just you just can't. So it is like ground zero, again, for me. And And something I think we should adopt is, If they want you, they'll find you. And even if that means, even if someone's like, I have this crazy week, next week is crazy for me. It is, you know, I'm whatever it could be. I'm in school, I'm studying, I'm closing on a house, whatever that may be. But if they're like, I I don't even see how I can properly make it happen next week, but whatever. The week after that on Monday, we have to have this date. Just whatever thought is put into that process, that is That's the effort, that's the effort that you have to be, not looking for, but the effort that you have to hold as a standard for someone that you are trying to, that you're working to get to know, someone that you're in a relationship with, or someone that you're trying to get to the next level with. So we have to be very conscious of, you know, not dating or not, you know, working really hard to get to know someone's potential but to dealing with who they are in that moment and the actions that they're showing us, not what they're telling us. Again, I can use an example from someone from my tribe that's like, you know, hey, they, you know, they said they're going to do A, B, C, and D, right? So they fall short of that. So really what they're saying doesn't really matter. We have to focus on the effort and we can't even, and that's the, again, that's the pitfall. You, You cannot focus on, someone's potential which is what they showed you in the beginning right what what they showed you they were capable of but that's great right if that if there's this incredible surge of effort in the beginning and wanting to see you but then if at some point it hits it hits a space where it's not the same or it has slowed down or it's more difficult to try to spend time with someone or or more difficult to kind of understand what they want or where you're at with them like That is when you have to say to yourself, if they want me, they will find me, right? So, because I feel like nothing has ever, and don't get get me wrong, I know plenty of situations of, um, I can only speak to females, but um, females that that I have talked to or work with that have stuck around right they they just stuck it out through that that hard gray time that gray space where someone slowed down and probably you know they kind of lost touch it was really like this murky murky time but then they came out of it but they because they were so available and stuck with that person through that a lot of times it was you know the man the the man was like you know what you know she stuck with me through all of this so hey she deserves she deserves you know attention to be in a relationship, but they were never really full all the way in with them because they had taken that woman through the trenches. And, and now they were kind of, they were dealing with her on the fact that she stuck through it with them, right? That's not, that doesn't speak to love. That doesn't speak to commitment. That doesn't speak to, to want, that doesn't speak to someone who is compelled to be around you. That speaks to someone that is like, Hey, she stuck around. I know she'll be here no matter what. Or, hey, even you can say for him, you know, he stuck around through, you know, me kind of, you know, doing whatever I wanted and being, you know, some with them. This person stuck around. So, hey, they're a good choice to, you know, kind of be with quotation, you know, in quotes, because I know that at least they'll be there. But that is that's not the kind of situation that's not the kind of situation I think that any of us, if knowingly, ultimately want to be in. So I, I feel like, again, me being of the mindset of, if he wants you, he'll find you, that really kept me from low quality experiences and interactions. It it kind of, it guided me through being in a space where I was I was either sought after and wanted, and that was it. There was nothing else. There was no sometime, there were no maybes, there was none of that. So in closing, maybes, let's say that, maybes are a dangerous space. They're a lonely space, it's a confusing space. If someone wants you, they'll find you, meaning if someone wants to be around you or wants to make time or wants to put in the effort, you will know it. You don't have to guess your way through that. And that means even I I made examples of, you know, people in the beginning that had these, you know, huge efforts towards being around someone and then it slowed down. If even from the beginning, someone, whatever, takes your number or you go out once and they really haven't shown any more effort from that. Don't hang on to that you know don't just leave this open door of like hey whenever you want to get your shit together and and come or be come and be around me or go on another date or do whatever I'm here for it no like there should be a certain amount of urgency and effort and interest that is that is put into that scenario don't date someone's potential don't you know, spend your time waiting on getting to know someone's potential, deal with who they are and what they're showing you and know that if they want you, they will find you. I hope that this was helpful. So please stick around for the next episode, which is just kind of like a continuation of this one. We are going to talk about taking mixed signals as a no. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Ask Tiara podcast. I hope you enjoy the episode you just heard. I'm so glad that you're here with me, so please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. You can also find me on YouTube at Ask Tiara, on Instagram at ask underscore tiara, or send me an email at asktiara at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, so please let me know what you want to talk about. Thank you. Thank you for all the love and support, and most of all, for sticking with me. Until next time, Please remember, you already have everything you need inside of you to be successful, I promise.